Welcome to the Westminster Presbyterian Seminaries podcasts on church history. Last time we tried to answer the question, why should I read church history? And now I'd like to begin to focus on the life of the Church of Jesus Christ as it began to grow and expand according to the promise of Jesus Christ in the years after our Lord's ascension and in the years after the death of the apostles and the completion of Holy Scripture. The Christian Church was born into a fallen world which was hostile both to God and to the gospel of God. And Jesus was always forewarning would-be disciples of the cost that would be involved in following him. It's almost at times as if the Lord Jesus was putting people off. He was always encouraging them to weigh up the cost. And the church increasingly began to experience the cost of belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ. In the ancient world, three words dominated the horizon of everyone's life. Caesar, Ipsi, Dixit. Caesar has spoken. His was the ultimate authority. He was a God to be revered, to be obeyed, even to be worshipped. But of course, for Christians, the ultimate authority in the universe was not Caesar Ipsi Dixit, but Jesus Ipsi Dixit. Jesus has spoken. And that increasingly brought the Christian church into radical conflict with the Roman Empire. By the turn of the second century, the Christian church had become a religio illicita, an illegal religion. Many Christians suffered the penalty of death for refusing to renounce Jesus Christ, for refusing to acknowledge that Caesar was Lord. And I'd like in a few moments to highlight the lives of two men who were noted for their faithfulness unto death. First of all, there was Ignatius, the Bishop of Antioch, around the year 100. He was reputedly um, a disciple of the Apostle John. We actually know very little about um, his life, except from seven letters that he wrote en route from Antioch to Rome, where he would suffer martyrdom. And in those seven letters, we see Ignatius contending for the faith, opposing Judaizers who were seeking to impose uh, the imposition of the Mosaic law in some of its forms on the life of the church. It wasn't enough to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ unto salvation in addition to faith. There needed to be some measure of submission to the Mosaic commandments. And also we see Ignatius opposing um, docetism. Now, the word docetism comes from uh, a Greek verb meaning to seem. And these various groups, these docetic groups, believed that Jesus was not truly or really 
a man, that his humanity was an appearance. He seemed to be human, but the reality was otherwise. For how could God be contaminated with matter? How could God, the pure and the holy one, come into the fallenness and sinfulness of this world and identify himself and even become flesh? Well, Ignatius wrote against the Judaizers and the Docetists, and he refused to recant his faith in Jesus Christ. He actually saw martyrdom as cementing in some way his union with Jesus Christ. He was a man who feared heresy more than he feared martyrdom. And eventually he was devoured by lions in the Colosseum in Rome. A junior contemporary to Ignatius was Polycarp, Bishop of Smyrna. He had lived a faithful life for many, many years, but eventually, like Ignatius, he refused to acknowledge that Caesar was Lord. And he was arrested and the proconsul did not want to kill Polycarp and pleaded with him to recant his faith and to acknowledge that Caesar was Lord. And Polycarp famously replied in these words, I have served Jesus Christ these 80 and six years. He has done me no harm. Why should I now do anything to bring him harm? Why should I deny him now? And after those words, he was immediately executed. I mention these two men for the simple reason that they exemplify what the Church of Jesus Christ has experienced throughout its history, the cost of faithfulness. They were men who put truth before consequences. They were men who took seriously the words of our Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 9. Unless you take up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. I think it's probably true that throughout the ages we have trivialised those words of Jesus. We talk about bearing our little crosses in life. We've got to bear the, the opprobrium, the, the insults, the mocking of the world around us. That's actually not what Jesus was saying. He was saying, unless you're ready to die, you cannot be my disciple. Unless you are ready to suffer the unimaginable indignity and excruciating pain of being nailed to a Roman cross, you cannot be my disciple. Jesus was saying to would-be disciples, count the cost. Count the cost, because you may have to pay the ultimate cost for belonging to me and for confessing me. We see that within the pages of the New Testament. We see that James, the brother of John, was beheaded by Herod. And both Ignatius and Polycarp 
exemplified in their lives a faithfulness that was unyielding. They refused to compromise with the ideology, the ideology of the day. And that's something the church today needs greatly to rediscover. Our calling not to provoke the world around us unnecessarily, but our calling to be light and salt, our calling to be distinctively different, our calling not to blend in with the thinking of the world around us, but to confront the world around us with the great truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Ipsi Dixit, Jesus has spoken. So our hope is that throughout these podcasts that will be a recurring theme. We will realise that the kind of men and women that God is pleased, mostly pleased to use for his glory in this world, for the building of his church and the extension of his kingdom, are men and women who, like Ignatius and Polycarp, are willing to lay down their lives for the honour of Christ and for the blessing of the gospel. So may the Lord help us to be willing to hazard our lives for truth and for righteousness.